Hello, and welcome to the Angry Sun Zone. Um, I'm Alex. I'm Sato. And I'm Sean. And I'm just getting right into it, because uh, today we're going to talk about a series of party games, uh, of which there are many, and of which you can play with, believe it or not, your phone. That's right, we're talking about the Jackbox Party Packs today. Uh, a fun party game for all of the family, or maybe not, uh, depending on uh, how uh, uh, how risque your group may get with these games that allow you to put in your own words. Um, before we get into that, I actually want to talk a little bit uh, just about a game that I mentioned a few episodes back called For the King. And uh, I've been playing a bit more of it. And one thing I wanted to say about it was that I really, I think, did a disservice to the combat system in that game because I said it was very, very rote and that uh, the combat didn't really matter too much and it wasn't very engaging. That's totally wrong. I was just bad at the game initially <laughs> because uh, I've since beaten the game a couple times and yeah, there's different campaigns. And I got to say it's it's got a bunch of stuff you can do in combat with like attack ups and you know buffs debuffs um you know restoration of focus uh you know curing and healing abilities and if you have a party where it makes sense you know there's actually a lot of interesting combos that you can pull off uh for example if there's an enemy that's immune to fire uh, you can make them wet, and then you can light them on fire. Why exactly that makes sense, I don't know. But it's that's a that's a combo that you can that you can pull off. Are you spraying them with oil, perhaps? <laughs> I am not sure. Well, uh, when you get enemies wet, it actually gets rid of their status immunities. So an an enemy could be immune to being confused, or immune to being lit on fire, or frozen, or poisoned, or whatever. But when you get them wet, it removes their ability to be immune to status effects. So there's a bunch of like cool status effect combos you can pull off by getting an enemy wet and then doing something else to them. Interesting. Yeah, I did not understand what wet did on my first playthrough at all. And uh, I've since realized that, that making people wet is an extremely powerful move. Indeed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the combat system in For the Kings actually can be engaging uh, depending on your build. Uh, definitely some mages with the right tomes or support classes like bards uh, have a lot more options for that sort of thing than your your standard melee brawler. Yeah. But, uh, Sound like sometimes when I've heard people talking about a game, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, the combat's kind of one note. It didn't really interest me that much. Well, well, what class were you playing? I was playing as a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, although I will say, uh, even even the warrior, even the sort of like standard... Uh, th there is actually a lumberjack class. A lumberjack class? That's yeah. amazing. I think they maybe call it woodcutter, but it's the lumberjack class. <laughs> oh um, yeah, and actually, I'm playing one of one of the campaigns I'm, I'm partway through right now. I'm playing my character that I'm playing as one of them is just like a straight brawler, 
straight melee, like strength focused power character. And even, even, even he gets like options, uh, because like I found a flaming ax and it's got a couple different moves, but one of its alternate moves is just doing a power strike that even late game, it can one shot enemies, which is incredible. It's incredibly powerful. And, uh, but, but there's a lot of risk in using it and you have to, in order to use it well, it needs to be paired with like another character that can replenish focus because it's hard to hit with. So, uh, yeah, the combat definitely gets a bit deeper. I think once you get a bit more experience in the game and also are playing at higher difficulties where it's actually much, much easier to die. So nice. you, you, and, and also like the, the turn order, I think I mentioned the turn order is a bit weird in that game because it's kind of based on your speed stat. Yes. And it's not based, it's not a strict turn order where, like, everyone's necessarily going to go in, in like, yeah, everybody a set gets order. the same amount of turns. Yeah, yeah, right? no. The amount of turns you get is effectively based on yeah. your speed. And if your speed is too slow, you might literally get half as many turns as the enemy <laughs> with one of your characters. Uh, which is totally what my strength-based character does, but it doesn't matter because he hits so hard, it's great. <laughs> Anyway, the... That's, that's a, you know... So you just had to experiment with different different uh, party configurations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, once I had more party configurations, I kind of got a better understanding of how the game works. And also getting some more uh, weapons and just figuring out... Because there's a lot of status effects, and it's not always clear exactly how they interact initially. Because, especially because the UI is terrible. <laughs> or rather the ui is fine but the manual it has a manual which is very hard to parse and it there's n there's no tutorial at all in the game which is fine i guess like I, you don't have to have a tutorial in every single game but it means that you're just spending a little more time like figuring mm -hmm. out how it plays on your own so yeah so it's not like the most out of the box experience uh no no, it's and it's not it's not gonna handhold you and slowly introduce mechanics. So, oh god, I keep trying to segue back to, into Jackbox Party Pack, and you just keep shutting me down, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, these are rhetorical questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, speaking of questions, what's a game? That asks you lots of them. Ooh, could it be the Jackbox? That's exactly right, Alex. <laughs> wow, you re just read my mind there. Wow. We're, we're on the same level. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to go over um, all the various Jackbox party packs. There's been eight released so far. The eighth one was released, like, earlier this month, I think. Yeah. Uh... And we have, you know, we've, we've bought all of them, hashtag not sponsored. Uh, and they're, they're definitely some, some of our favorite things to throw down at any kind of event where we can get a bunch of people together. And at least me personally, I think that regardless of each individual game's design, I think the, the concept itself is such a good design what they were able to accomplish that like there are some packs that 
are pretty lackluster, but I feel still feel good about buying them just because I feel good about supporting this concept. Yeah, and I mean, also, they've tried a lot of different things over the course of their sort of series, I guess you could call it, and it's... There's no way you can come up with that many interesting party game concepts and have every single one of them be good when you're releasing one a year yeah more than one a year (laughs) yeah and so yeah it's definitely like supporting that sort of experimentation i i definitely i believe it it's it's useful Mm -hmm. yeah so the core conceit of all these games is that uh the the controller is your phone you connect to a like a lobby that is hosted on uh, their Jackbox website and those players are funneled into the actual game. Each uh, person playing the game uses their phones as the controller. So if, for example, a lot of the games have word entry or drawing mechanics to them, you use your phone for that, you get sent, and then it's displayed in the game that's running, you know, just as an EXE through Steam or something. Uh, this makes the games uh, pretty cool for streaming. Uh, yeah, some of the games have actually been built around streaming mechanics where yeah. the audience can actually participate, uh, you know, kind of halfway in selecting winners of, you know, who's, whose line is better, things like that. And the amount of people that can be in the audience has increased over time. Uh, yeah. With the second one, I think it was about 200 um, and then, uh, starting at three and beyond, uh, they actually had audience cap of 10,000 people. Jeez. So you can definitely have quite, uh, you know, an audience if, if you're a streamer, um, and have <laughs> a, a decent chunk of participation. Yeah, that's awesome. If we we got to get on it and, uh, build our, build out our Twitch presence. Damn right. Angry Sun's on Twitch. Do we have a Twitch? We do have a Twitch. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, Sean, I think we you've it up streamed on it a little bit. Once upon a time. Yeah. So uh, I I definitely like, um, and, and even within uh, your own group of active players, there's a little bit of an audience-like feature in some games where you can vote on, um, just for kicks on uh things that uh you you like or don't like and i think that 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 sometimes is actually leaning into the same audience feature mm-hmm. i think they, they they get everyone else to participate through the same kind of thing yeah and it, it's a smart thing that they do because like a lot of these uh games you're trying to for some of them you're trying to find the correct answer in a field of user provided fake answers and so the ability that they make is that you, you know, select which answer you think is right, and then you also get to award likes to answers that you think are funny. Yeah. So that's, you know, a, a great way to um, build out just fun aspects of the game. Because something that I think about a lot with these games is uh, the concept of, you know, implicit and explicit rules. Uh, because a lot of these games have a point system, but the points, like barely matter really because at the end of the day it's the journey not the destination as cheesy as that sounds with a lot of these where nobody really cares all that much who wins in the end yeah it's it's really not it's really not the point 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like That's the, the like the explicit rules of you know do these things to get to get points like that keeps people on track. But the implicit rules like is to just like fuck around, have have fun, ha- like put in a hilarious answer once in a while just to make people laugh. I feel like yeah. there's oh, there's, uh, there's definitely what feels like a meta game going on at time with the po- at times with the points where within your crowd. You know, often if you are able to pull off, if you're with people that you know well and you're able to pull off the funny stuff, you're likely to you're likely to win purely because you made someone laugh so hard that they're gonna pick that. Yeah, like um, I've I've certainly picked answers that I'm like, this probably isn't the correct answer, but it's so good that I want it to be the correct answer. And you know, to Jack to the Jackbox Games developers as well, to their credit, over time they've made a definite effort in making the prompts in the games that have prompts uh, to be more and more just weird so that they are difficult to tell from legitimate joke answers that people put in versus the actual, you know, the prompt that you got to, you know, make a drawing in Drawful. Yeah, Yeah, like incorporating more like punctuation and stuff Yeah, to just like make make the answers simultaneously more human-like and more batshit yeah yes so yeah the other the other thing i was gonna say uh it's just that i feel like the drawful games in particular are are the ones where the prompts have gotten the most out of hand yes um we were playing the most recent drawful which is drawful animate and so quick recap if you aren't familiar so Drawful, there's Drawful, there's Drawful 2, and then I think Drawful Animate yeah. is the most recent one. And the basic premise is that everyone gets a prompt and that and then they have to make a drawing. And then the other and then what their the other players get to see the drawing and then come up with their their own caption. And then the people uh, who didn't draw it have to guess which was the real prompt that the player who drew the drawing got for them to make the drawing. And, uh, and they, get, uh, they get points for guessing correctly. The drawer gets points for people guessing correctly. So you're encouraged to make a drawing that is clear and intelligible. Uh, but the aspect of just totally weird prompts is really making it hard to tell in the later, in the more recent install, most recent installment. Because yeah. the prompts are just weird. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Which is... also results in absolutely hilarious drawings. Mm-hmm. So the f- the first Jackbox Party Pack was released in 2014. So they have actually kept a cadence of slightly more than one a year. And that one had the aforementioned Drawful, You Don't Know Jack 2015. And You Don't Know Jack is... Uh, a trivia game with a very strange presentation. The uh, the questions are very off the wall and usually require you to think like two steps removed from what the question is actually ans- or asking to get the answer. Uh, I like that a ton. Uh, it also had Fibbage, XL. Fibbage is good. Oh yeah, and Fibbage is great. Fibbage was release standalone before the Jackbox Party Pack, and that's what really, like, that was their first foray into this whole format. And it was a 
pretty big success. Yeah. And in Fibbage, you are given a prompt, and you are trying to come up with the best lie that you can. And then it gathers up all the people's suggestions, puts it, them together with the answer that's the truth, and then everybody has to guess what the truth is. Uh, so, very simple game, but, you know, really, really solid. Uh, there was also Word Spud and Lie Swatter, which are terrible, and I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah, moving on. Uh, then we had the Jackbox Party Pack 2, yep. and then, you know, since it's Party Pack 2, we had Fibbage 2. More prompts. Yeah. And uh, Quiplash XL. Quipl yeah, Quiplash. Quiplash is... Like, Yo. Quiplash is one of the best. Yeah. And it's one of the best, I think, because it's one of the simplest. Yeah. Because it's just... It just gives you a prompt, and then you have to come up with a quip for it. Basically, anything that you can think of that will make people vote for it. Whether it's just, like, on the nose, totally, like, raw truth answer, or the funniest shit you can come up with. And so, like, it's... It's one of the games that just lets the uh, participants' imaginations like really run wild oh, and yeah. come up with some of the most hilarious, some of the most offensive uh, yeah. answers that they can. Yeah, Qu Quiplash is a game where I feel like the audience that you're playing with definitely matters a lot. I have tried to play some Jackbox games uh, with family members, and it's been rough, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the older family members had trouble using their phone to navigate to the website, which makes me shake my head, but, um, whatever. Everyone knows that, uh, everyone knows that struggle. And then, uh, but then the other thing, too, is just that the, the, the humor was lost, uh, between generations a little <laughs> bit, I think. Uh, but... That can happen, but another thing that can happen is that because these games use their, your phones, if you're, you know, of a not-boober age, uh, <laughs> and you get some, you know, like-age friends together, it can be a really fun time, even if the people in the group are not gamers. Yeah, it's very that's good. One the, that's one of the best strengths of these games, because, you know, if even if you, like, tried to play some sort of trivia game on, you know, the PS4 or whatever, hand everybody a DualShock, like, is everybody going to, you know, even know how to really use that well? And if you give somebody a controller, chances are there might be, you know, a bunch of extra stuff they jam in because you're using a controller. Uh, yeah. And that can just, you know, lessen the experience for something that's supposed to be, you know, very light and casual. Yeah, the simplicity afforded by just a simple web interface that allows you to type some stuff in or draw a picture or, or some other simple task uh, really, really works well in the Jackbox games. Mm -hmm. uh, another game that was in the uh, Party Pack 2 was Bombcore, and that had the very unfortunate... Uh, release timing where uh keep talking and nobody explodes which is another you know like kind of party game was released yeah. you know not too long before that and was you know that concept taken to a much more 
insane level yeah that i mean for us like we i don't think we ever even played bomb core because we were like well this other game exists that does it better yeah i mean keep talking and nobody explodes you you had to print out a man a literal bomb diffusing manual <laughs> to use yeah it's <laughs> a really fun game but, quick side yeah. note if you are gonna play quick uh keep talking and nobody explodes i highly recommend the vr version if you uh have an Ooh, oculus yeah. quest because it's awesome very much worth not it. only is it really really cool uh but it's actually easier to use because uh the standard keep talking and nobody explodes you have to separate the people that are uh diffusing the manual or reading the diffusal manual from the player who's interacting with the tv which can be kind of difficult depending on depending on your room setup Whereas with the VR version, the person diffusing the bomb just goes into VR, and so it's you, you can basically use it anywhere. Especially because you don't need a lot of room for that particular VR game. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can have that, you can put the VR headset on your face and sit down on a couch, and that's, you know, you're, that's you're set enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the best uh, applications of VR for a game that was not originally designed for VR, I've seen. Totally, yeah. Uh, and the other two games in this pack were uh, Earwax, which, if I remember correctly, is like it's like kind of a like fill in the blank prompt game where you use audio cues instead. And the unfortunate part of, about that was like if you're in the same room as everybody else, you can't necessarily like listen to the audio cues beforehand. Uh, there's there were less of them, I think, than, you know, just, like, words that you come up with. So it, you know, good concept. Like, you got to play around with all forms of media, really, yeah. to, if you're going to make these packs of multiple games to give to people. Uh, they didn't do the best job with it, but I don't know. It's not something that, not something that we played very much, but... I feel like between the, 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 the format and and the way they've packaged it, it almost seems perfect for them to be able to get away with producing a little crap because uh, then, you know, the ones that are gold, people are going to remember when they come out with the sequels for them and they'll have the ability to um, slowly know which eggs to hone their baskets in uh, yeah. when games keep surviving and, and doing well. So Totally, yeah. yeah. Like, if you release five games in each pack, then taking one or two games to experiment with something and making sure the other three are good, like, that's that's a winning formula because the ones that are universally good, a lot of people are going to like. The ones that are a bit more iffy, like, some people are probably, some people probably like uh, Earwax a ton. And others are... <laughs> other, others are like me and want to... And use Q-tips to get that thing out of out of their ear as fast as possible. Uh, Sometimes people wonder why earwax exists at all. <laughs> and why, does it even make sense? What's it do? What's it doing? What's it doing in there? Do I should I stick a wick in my ear and just like you know have a have an ear candle? That sounds more functional than anything I know of that earwax does. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the last game in that pack is Bidiots, which it's a weird, like, 
you draw pieces of art and then like auction them between people and you get little texts about like whose uh i think whose um picture is whose and like hints about that stuff so you're just trying to like accumulate the most money possible it's uh skip it play drawful yeah yep. <laughs> speaking of skipping it uh we can go on to jack barker's party pack Three! Quiplash 2! Yeah, that, that, that's more Quiplash right there. 3 was one of the most solid packs. I, Murdy, I murder Trivia Party it's, came out. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll have to see the rest of the packs to really jog my memory, but I think 3 is probably the best one. Because there's, so there's so many winners here. Yeah, we got Quiplash 2, which is just Quiplash, but better, with more, more prompts and... and this one was the one with the t-shirt one. Yeah. TKO. This one had TKO. TKO is the... Fuck, man. TKO is the best. TKO might still be my favorite. TKO is a really fun drawing game. And, yeah, I mean, the whole concept is that you're drawing t-shirts, right? Which is all... all that's already from the get-go. I'm like, okay, I like it because it's giving your drawings a bit more context. Uh, so then you draw your your t-shirts and then you essentially do t uh t-shirt battles yeah and after after you draw t-shirts then you're uh prompted to come up with as many like t-shirt slogans as you can just like dumbass words that you want to put underneath the pictures that were just drawn and you mix and match the uh the uh picture that you're given with a funny prompt and then that becomes the t-shirt and then yeah it's t-shirt battle time yeah it's it's actually it's interesting because it's almost you could almost do the same game as like a meme battle uh but you know because it's pictures and text but uh you know the t-shirt is such an iconic format for you know a funny picture with silly text on it that it really gets you in the right mindset i think yeah and it allows them to do one of the most genius uh, pieces of like cross marketing that they possibly could. Where uh, afterwards, you can order a print. You can order a T-shirt with printed uh, one of the designs that you made. Yeah, for that's, the game. That's the most which is hilarious. Yeah, that's the most incredible merch opportunity in a in a video game I think I've ever seen. Yeah, make your own fucking merch. Yeah, just like, just buy the merch you just made. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I think the I think the only, I think the only game that maybe is even in the same league as that is when you could take your Pokemon Snap save data on the N sixty four, go into Blockbuster, which the young kids don't even know what that is anymore. And you and they had a, a, a booth where you could literally print out stickers of the pictures you took in Pokemon Snap, yeah. which was just amazing. I loved it. It was, <laughs> it was just like such a ridiculous concept. It was a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the kind of shit I want in my games. It's like dumb, weird, physical things in random ass locations that you go and interact with. I don't want no fucking ARGs. Those things are those things are bullshit. <laughs> I want I want photo printers. Yeah. Uh, uh, other games in this pack: um, Trivia Murder Party, 
which, you know, I love me my trivia, what can I say, and this wraps it around in a spooky murder house uh, aesthetic. Yep. Yeah. Where, Very uh, appropriate uh, for the spooktober season here. Damn the right. nice thing about it is even if you're dead, you're not gone. Yeah. Uh, the trivia continues until everybody's, everybody except for one person dies, or everybody dies. Uh, and when you get a trivia question wrong, you play a mini game to determine whether whether or not you're going to die or whether you might just be dismembered. One of the most one of the best little mechanics I've seen in any kind of like party game is sometimes when you lose, you are instructed to chop off one of your fingers, and the finger that you <coughs> chop off corresponds to one of the answers. That you can choose going forward. So if you cut off your index finger, that means you can no longer select option number one for the rest of the trivia game. It and, can be rough. And that inevitably, like a few few questions, maybe in the next question later, you'll know the answer, but not be able to pick it because your finger's cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Very very fun. Uh, very fun twist on classic trivia. Mm-hmm. Very inventive. Uh. Another game is uh, Faking It, which hmm. uh, Faking It is a game that really works best if you can get a lot of people in it, but it's a bit odd because the number of like actual players it supports is three to six. It's one of the more limiting ranges that you've seen. A lot of them are like two to eight, three to eight, or more. Um, because Faking It is a find the imposter game where each person is given a uh, prompt and they you know answer as answer truthfully and then one person is given like not given the prompt or given a very different prompt and so they have to bullshit their way into whatever answer they they give being like a correct answer like you know if people if the prompt is something like oh what's you know your favorite movie and then you get a prompt that's like uh who's your favorite superhero you might have to try and argue why oh yeah the first spider-man movie that's totally my favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's a few different um physical things with it too where yeah i seem to recall there were maybe some prompts where it told you to do an action yeah and then it would give the faker a slightly different action yeah and then and you'd have to justify why you're doing a different actual movement than the other people or a movement that the other people think is different yeah Um, yeah right i think that's the main thing and the prompt stuff comes at the end where like you know you're at asked like a very normal you might be asked a question and it's just like okay raise your hand if you think blank but the imposter is given no prompt so they have to just make a judgment call on whether or not to raise their hand or not and then you need to find the imposter so you if something happens and everybody raises their hand but the imposter for a very simple question then yeah they have to they have to come up with some kind of bullshit to uh, to make sure that they're not found out. It's a really, really good game, 
but it only really works if you have like six people yeah it, like it, we it, tried it with four people and it just like didn't quite work as well yeah very yeah. very specific number of players that the game actually works for yeah but really cool really cool game and the last one is Gespionage. Now, this one is one of the, I think, one of the most interesting ones because it gives each player a, a like, it's a round robin where each player is given a prompt and they have to, like, a poll question, like, do you prefer X or Y? Th those sorts of things. And each person has to get, the person who's answering the question has to guess what percentage of people answered that poll question that way. And then everybody else bets on whether or not the actual answer is higher or lower than it. So what Jackbox did is that they did a series of surveys for people and collected answers for these questions themselves. Yep. And that's what you're normally given. However, if you have enough audience members, you can make it so that the uh, percentages are based off of the, your audience not oh, wow. the surveys so if you have you know a very defined audience for you know your website or your streams or whatever like that then that can very very much influence the uh the the data that you get because you know this isn't no double blind population here this might be a bunch of game nerds <laughs> yeah also it might it if you have your stream determining things, like you might end up having your audience start trolling you with the answers, which would be hilarious. And also I exactly what I expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of course you would also know what kind of audience you have. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely think that that, that one seems like it could be a lot more fun if you have that going on. I seem to recall like just on the built-in stuff that it was, it was, it was fine, but not amazing. I actually think that... I, I don't know if we want to jump to this one, but the Jackbox Party Pack 8 has actually a game that is in some ways similar. Uh, right. Uh, uh, the, yeah. The pull um, mining game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Although, frankly, I, I, I like that one a lot better. Yeah, because that... espionage. That one is pulling the people in the room, not you have to guess on just a random population. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. Yeah. Party pack three was really, really good. Like when the worst game in it is, you know, fine. Like that's, that's a winner right there. And it's got, you know, a couple of the best games that they've ever made too. So that, that one's tough to beat. That one is tough to beat. Uh, so party pack four, as yeah, so uh, starting off, uh, it has Fibbage 3, which is uh, obviously the third Fibbage. Uh, Fibbage 3, 3 Fibbage. Fibbage unos plus dos. Equals. Reboot camp. I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Fibbage um, I actually think that with Fibbage, that the games basically kept getting better just because it's broadly the same game, but the prompts are getting wackier and harder to distinguish from player yeah. answers, uh, which I think helps the game a lot. Yeah. And this Fibbage, though, has a little secondary kind of game in it called Fibbage Enough About You, which this is a game that you should play, you know. It's fun to play with 
uh, you know, a bunch of people that you know quite well. Uh, playing it with strangers can be kind of hit or miss because the lies are now about each other to where, you know, it asks a prompt, like, you know, if, what, what song do you, would you want played at your funeral? Uh, you know, Santo. And so I would put in my real answer of, you know, what song I want played at my funeral and everybody else would put in, you know, a lie to try and fool people. So you get to find out, you know, what people think about you and what your tastes are. <laughs> it's really, really funny and sometimes quite revealing. Yeah, it's one it's one of my favorite ones for sure. Because it's 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 just it's fun to find out these like weird deep dives on things about people sometimes. Yeah. And as, and well, it, and, and as well trying to like play on people's perceptions of other people. Yeah. I sound like a fucking sociopath right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's so funny. This game brings the best out of you. I like thinking about how people think. <laughs> oh boy. It's the meta-sociality. Oh no. Uh, other games in it. Uh, there's Monster Seeking Monster, which is uh, a hidden information game. Uh, where a bunch of people are different monsters. They try and date other monsters. Each monster has a specific victory condition. The spookiest uh, monster of all, the mother. <laughs> it the, was man no, all along. Not the mother, the mummy. It's fine. You need a, you need a yeah. fair amount of people for that. Uh, from what I remember, although Fibbage Three was the best Fibbage, the rest of this pack was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, There's also bracketeering, which uh, t takes way too much time for what it is. Where basically you're just like pitting. Pitting answers to questions in a bracket, and you go through the entire bracket, and when it's, you know, fairly similar from the start of the bracket till the end of the bracket into what you're doing, needs to needs to go at a faster clip than it actually does. So, we yeah. didn't play that one very much. Yeah, I also think that that one, I think that particular one would benefit from something like larger groups because mm -hmm. the audience voting yeah. yeah like the fun of something like that is actually just like the arguments that people get into and it's just not going to be that exciting unless you have a bunch of people I yeah think. yeah like two people arguing like trying to debate their points against each other it's more fun if there's a bunch of people voting on that than like two more people voting on that yeah uh survive the internet i don't even remember this one which must mean it's terrible. Yeah, I'm struggling to remember it as well. The only thing I remember is that it had an internet aesthetic to it, but that's about it. Let's move on from that. Yep, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Civic Doodle was the last one in there. Uh, that one, that one was all right. Uh, you were, you were designing various murals to put around a city. And this one was is a drawing game where a lot, maybe all of the drawing portions of it is you draw and then build off of other people's drawings. So you're drawing in like small pieces. So you can eventually end up with these Frankenstein monsters of 
uh, graffiti that you're throwing around this town as part of the beautification project. Yeah, I like the idea of adding on to other players' drawings and building the drawing over time, but I feel like it just didn't quite work well enough. Honestly, I think the reason we didn't play this one as much is that the rest of the pack kind of sucks. Uh, so we usually never thought about it. That may also be the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack number five. Mad Verse City. Fuck. Oh yes. my gosh. Yo. That Mad, game. Mad rap Verse... battles. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally rap battle. Text-to-speech rap battles. The text-to-speech really adds a lot. They've got this robot aesthetic where you're, like, rap-battling robots. And the text-to-speech, I, f I feel like they almost... They made it intentionally just a little bit janky. I, like, well, maybe not intentionally. Maybe they just leaned into it. Yeah, like, yes and no, because, like, yes, it's a bit janky. But they also made sure that every different robot had, like, their own like little accent to the text to speech yeah so it's pretty damn well done yeah it's it's quite funny although definitely um the skills of the writer uh make a big difference yes uh because if you have bad meter and <laughs> rhyme it's not going to be fun to listen to yeah you can't you can't rely on the flow to save you because it's a freaking robot <laughs> though sometimes robots will help you in ways you didn't expect to where you know in in all of these games pretty much a lot of them if you don't enter a prompt in time it'll just like x you out though some of them will like put in a prompt for you yeah uh or like a fake one to try and trick people in the case of drawful uh in madverse city it comes up with a a line for you and it's not smart enough to de detect what phonemes you're using to make it properly rhyme and so sometimes it'll just spit out some non sequitur bullshit that's more hilarious than anything anybody else thought up of that round yeah <laughs> it, you get as bob ross puts it happy little accidents yeah <laughs> rumple still skin uh yeah, that's that's the big st I you know I want to think that's the big standout from that pack, and it is. But there's uh, another couple that are really really good too. Um, there's another you don't know Jack. Uh, you don't know Jack full stream, and this one is so fucking funny because they put it in the aesthetic of you don't know Jack launched a TV like a TV streaming service. So they're just playing into that with a bunch of just, like, fake TV shows that have so many hilarious jokes attached to them. It's such, like, great satire of just, like, bullshit filler that's on so many of these TV stations. And it's still just, you know, super fun trivia that's presented in a really humorous way. Uh, Split the Room, that's another one that benefits with a lot of people, where you're asked quote-unquote controversial questions. Uh, you need to fill in prompts to basically try and split the audience. You get the most points if exactly half of the people are on one side and half of the people are on the other. 
uh, of whatever prompt you're answering. Okay. It's fine, but again, you need a lot of people for it. Yeah. Zeepledome is like... Zeepledome. I heard it was like some weird Angry Birds thing, so we never played it. Yeah, it's... I think that's what it... it I think that's what it's like. It's... You pull back on the uh, screen to like shoot slingshot. Okay, it's Angry Birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the Zeeples come out. Yeah. And the last one is Patently Stupid, which... This is the first of the improv games that they've released, where uh, basically the star of the show is the is are the people where you're given like you're all trying to come up with in inventions. So you you're given like a weird prompt. You have to draw a little napkin drawing of your your product. You have to come up with a slogan for the product, and then you have to pitch the product and people vote on how good the pitch is and the pitch isn't you typing it out or anything like that the pitch is you literally like standing up and telling everybody else why this product is awesome and completely improving the entire thing so this is another one that does it depends on the comedy chops of the people that you're playing with but it's pres the presentation is it gives you enough things to latch onto that even if even if you don't think you're the most quick-witted pe person, I would still, like, suggest trying this out at least a couple times. Uh, because I think that there there has been some comedy gold that has come up come out of some really stupid shit oh, when we played this yeah. game. Yeah. I think... All, I, I like all of... I like all of the improv games that the Jackbox uh, series has had so far. This isn't my favorite one. We'll get to that. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is... This is a very fun one to play. And I think, depending on your familiarity with, like, improv games in general, uh, this one, I think, is actually a bit easier. Because I think that it's a bit more structured. Like, it's much easier to pitch why my invention is awesome over one of the other games that I'm thinking of, which we'll get to. Which is also very fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, that's number five. That's, that's a really solid pack. That That's, like... So far, my number two. I mean, come on. Rapping robot battles. Who, yes. who doesn't love that? So good. Uh, Jackbox Party 6? Yes, 6 is the next number. Trivia Murder Party D. Yep, the, the Jackbox folks uh, were correct in what game to give a sequel to here. Because it's more Trivia Murder Party, and it's, you know, more, more fun trivia, even more... Even uh, more murder. Even more morbid minigames. Yeah, it's a, still a good time. Don't lose your fingers, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, next game in this pack is Role Models, which is an interesting one. Um, I think it's it's an, a, it's another one of those ones that's better with a larger group. Uh, I mean, there's a lot that are better with larger groups, but you know, some of the ones that are classics, you know, can be played with smaller numbers. Uh, but yeah, so the Role Models is basically. Like the core of the game is essentially that you're you're almost just trying to stereotype your own friend group. Yep. Uh, and I can't remember exactly how you get. I think you get points for like getting it right, as in like what the other people are saying. Yeah. In, in terms of say like, uh, if one person has a role, like you might have a role of um, 
like an example is like the heist category where you know one person's the brains the muscle the driver the distraction you know yeah and you're and you put each uh person that's playing into one of those different roles and the if you get it you know the most correct like if if everybody you know leans towards a consensus then you get points who doesn't points? Yeah, and so you're both choosing uh, the role. You're both ranking the roles, and then also trying to figure out what everyone else ranked the roles as, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then you get points for how you did. You, you get points for how you guessed other people's choices, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I like that one a fair amount. Uh, though we haven't played it all that much. Yeah, we haven't played it that much. I think again, this again, I think because this is a weaker pack. It is, yeah, it is a bit of a weaker pack. <laughs> and spe- speaking of why this is a weaker pack, uh, the next game, joke boat, fucking joke boat, joke boat, joke boat might be, joke boat might be my vote for the worst game in the series. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the worst game in the series. However, it's the stupidest one for sure. <laughs> Oh god damn it. You're just like you're just saying really dumb jokes and they're not funny jokes. So it just became a game of just like trying to deliver jokes as weirdly as you could, whether that be a dumb accent or as deadpan as possible. It's they wasted the name joke boat on this. They yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, Jokebot's such a great name, but this is not a great game. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Uh, Dictionarium is a game where you're... Tr- I believe you... Uh, we didn't play this one that much, but I believe it's a game where you're coming up with new words for shit. Yep. It, uh, you're creating a dictionary entry for a made-up word. Yeah. Which... Maybe we should have played that one more, because that's a really good concept. It's a good concept, yeah. I I can't remember how well it worked, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, that's one of the ones, like, again, like Earwax earlier, where it's entirely possible that, that was a good concept that was dragged down by poor presentation or poor flow. Yeah. So there's another one later on that we'll get to that. Again, good concept, bad flow. Yeah. Uh, push the button, that's the, like, pseudo Among Us game. Where you're trying to find a who imposter, who sus. Yeah. Uh, in a series of mini games. Yeah, it was okay, um, but it wasn't great. I felt like the pacing was a bit off. Yeah, because you have a uh, you have a time limit, uh, like a overall time limit that you have to follow. So any individual thing you can, you can yeah, I, I just felt too rushed while playing this. That. You know, time limits for games like Werewolf and that, like, they prevent it from becoming just gigantic shouting matches, which can sometimes happen, where, you know, if the entire game is to lie, if you just keep arguing about whether or not people are lying, that can, that can sometimes turn not fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to say. Like, I think sometimes timers are good, sometimes they're bad. It really... yeah, in, the, in, but, but, in this case, it was just a, a bit too rushed for me. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I didn't like it that much. And I say this as someone who loves like hidden information games. 
I once played I once played a three hour game of werewolf at a con with like a hundred people in it or something. It was, what the fuck, dude? It was insane. It was completely insane, but it was so fun. Were you a werewolf? No. Oh. I was. I was not. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, that does sound dope. Yeah, super super fun, but uh, but this ain't it. Play One Night Werewolf instead if you want a hidden information game. Now that's a good game. Like fast werewolf is you can do fast werewolf games. Like they exist. Mm-hmm. This isn't it. Anyway, um then we get into uh Jackbox Party Pack 7. Lucky number 7. Lucky 7. Yes. Yeah, so this one has Quiplash 3. Uh, again, very much in the same vein as the other games that have had sequels. I generally think the sequels are better just because they're getting a bit wackier with the prompts, which makes it harder to distinguish. Um, claymation aesthetic. That, oh, that yeah. helps a ton. Yeah, Quiplash 3 also has a claymation aesthetic, which is super cool. <laughs> uh, very, very nice uh, presentation on that one. Uh, then we have The Devils and the Details. This this is the first one I'm going to have to click into because I fucking forget what this one is. I, I do too. Involves yeah, players as devils trying to work together to complete a list of mundane chores but able to trick other players into skipping or completing the wrong chores. We never played I this one. I don't remember this at all. Yep. We, we, we did not play uh, this one. We might, have to, we may have to do an addendum. Yeah. Well, That's weird. I thought we played everything at least once. Well, you know what you know what I think happened. I I think I know what happened. I think what happened is we played some of the other games in this pack because they are so good. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? We played the we streamed this to play this. Remember? We have yeah, we did stream this pack. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we definitely got carried away with some of the other ones. Uh, champed up. Champed up. Or you're champed up. <laughs> champed up's really fun. Oh god damn it. <laughs> oh yeah yeah so champed up is is um uh, it's it's a it's a it's another like battle drawing game and essentially that you get a champion and the champion is like your prompt right so you might get something like um the champion of letter writing yeah something ridiculous right or I'm trying to remember. There was a really funny one we had. Like, the champion of... We had the champion of middle management. We, we Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had the champion of middle management once. Um, I think I once had the champion of cheese. Uh, so you get a silly, like, thing that you have to make a champion of. And then you draw, you draw a fighter that, like, would embody that uh, aesthetic. And then another player gets you're drawing only and then has to draw a com a, a combatant yeah. which is the challenger to that title but they don't know what the title is and they all, they just have your drawing to go off of so it's re you can get some really funny uh competition and then people vote right so at one point like one of the times we played this we had this absolutely hilarious string of fights where there was a series of car drawing of like vehicle drawings that got drawn. Yeah. I can't remember what the original champion was, 
But, it was like utility van or something. Yeah, yeah, utility van. And so we had like a series of just, and we had a series of, of silly vehicles fighting against each other. And it was actually kind of interesting because some of the drawings were better or funnier on their own, but then given the actual champion's title, it totally changed what you were going to vote for. So mm. it was very, it's very, it's a very dynamic competitive drawing game. Uh, I think probably, probably a bit more dynamic than TKO in terms of how, how much it changes maybe, yeah. but it's hard to say. Oh, they're both really good and they're different yeah yeah we the, another game in the pack is uh blather round where the person's given a prompt and they have to make other people guess that prompt uh it could be anything like you know alaska or neon genesis evangelion which was one of the ones that showed up and you, you have to give hints but the hints are extremely vague and so, for example, uh, for Neon Genesis Evangelion, I'm pretty sure I put down it's it's a story about a young existential crisis, <laughs> <laughs> and you just keep giving like little little breadcrumbs of hints to try and steer people towards uh, being able to get the right answer. It's fine. Yeah, talking points. But yeah. I want to save this one for last because talking, talking points is the other improv game. Yeah, talking points is honestly, I think it's it's one of my favorite games in any of the whole series. Yeah, it is so fun. It's yes. incredible. It is it is an absolutely stellar game. Uh, so like Santo said, it's an improv game, and actually, it's quite funny because. Uh, there's a improv troupe based out of Edmonton called <laughs> Rapid Fire Theater. And Rapid Fire Theater, I believe, actually pioneered this format, uh, a, a improv, form, improv comedy format, uh, which they call an improvised TEDx talk. And so, yeah, these two guys, essentially, they're both really talented improvisers, and they would get... They would create a slide deck for each other that the other person hadn't seen ever before. And then they would, d during the improv shows, get the title of a TED Talk, improvised TED Talk, from the audience. And, and then basically what you're doing is you've gotten the topic of your uh, TED Talk randomly from your audience. And then you have to improvise a talk to slides you've never seen before. And that's essentially what this game is. It's essentially a stripped down version of that um, improv comedy format uh, that's much easier to get into since the slides, are, the slide decks are auto-generated. Yeah, like one person's the presenter and one, pr and one other person makes the slides. So there's like three stages where you choose a different slide for the person. Yep. And it's, it's so fucking funny. Like, yeah. The two funniest moments of my life when I've laughed the hardest I've ever laughed. One of them was when we saw the improvised TED Talk. So when I heard about this game, like, I was over the moon. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they made this. And it certainly yeah. lives up to that. The other time was playing Drawful on a stream. <laughs> uh, where, like, somebody was streaming and they had, you know, a fair amount of... 
not not a huge audience, but like maybe like fifty or so people, and I got in for the drawing, and I I made a drawing that um. So the the prompt was this comic is awful, and so I drew lost.jpg. Oh no. <laughs> and the reactions of the people who were streaming was fucking gold because they got it immediately. Nice. And, and so they were like doubling over laughing. I mean, I I and honestly so... <laughs> I I cannot believe that the lost meme is like going so hard. Oh, it's so good. Like it uh, even sometimes oh, people will just post like a four panel thing with no text on it and I'm just like what 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 is this supposed to be Oh. It's lost. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that stick bug meme that was going around for a while, like, there was a lost version of that stick bug meme that, like, it got me. <laughs> it got me hard. Yeah, but... Uh, but, yeah, th this is this is by far one of the funnest... Uh, one of the funnest times I've had with the Jackbox games. And that said, it is a bit of a... I, I think... It's, it's taxing. <laughs> it is, yeah. It, it's actually... It's probably one of the most involved because you are just fully improvise you are fully improvising a weird um you know business formatty kind of talk and, and you know to powerpoint slides that you've never seen before which are weird so it's very weird it's like it yeah it's it's challenging and i can definitely say that a lot of people might be uncomfortable with this game because it requires you it pushes you out of your comfort zone very intentionally so, but if you're, you know, if you've got some friends that like, like improv or are just, you know, able to be, you know, quick thinking a little bit, you don't have to be amazing, but I will say, so I tried this game at my work because I thought it'd be great working with people who, you know, work with presentations quite often. What I found was interesting was that there was quite a few people who it was surprising that even though they gave a great presentation, if you put them on the spot. They were not able to participate uh, very easily at all. Yeah, you 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 found out that day which which uh, members of your company spend a week prepping for a presentation, and and who do, and who doesn't. Yeah, it was it was it was quite genius. Uh, it was it was quite interesting to to just see this sudden change and and, and shift and and peel back of reality. And I think it was it, it was also quite funny to just uh, conversely you know show that improv side to my coworkers as well and, and get a kick out of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, um, talking points. So many good times. Yeah, very fun. And uh, I will say also that although it is an improv game where your physicality is important, uh, you can actually stream this one really effectively as well. Uh, we did that a few, a few times. Yeah, we streamed it, and I don't think everybody had a webcam. And no, it still worked great. Yeah, even even just voice alone, uh, it's still doable. Uh, so it's it's definitely a good one. Um, yeah, we haven't really talked about that much yet, but uh, definitely some of the Jackbox games are able to be played fully remotely, which uh, mm -hmm. you know since since the pandemic uh, <laughs> since uh, we're in the end times since we're in the end times, it's it's very important. Sean, you I, you brought uh, Jackbox games to your job. Well, maybe you'll bring this next one in because in the Jackbox part back eight, hey, we got Job Job. job. <laughs> oh, I love Job Job. Job Job's pretty good. Job more something that like we've brought up in fits and starts is that the aesthetics of some of these games, and Job Job has like 
probably the best aesthetics of, of any of the games. Like, the presentation in these games is fantastic, where there's just, like, a bunch of really good art, and Job Job is all about, like... Job Job is, ugh. like... Uh... Job Job is the hardest hitting satire uh, in the whole series, <laughs> aesthetically. Um, of, of the interview process, where like you you are being interviewed by a sentient water cooler, uh, and there's like all the all the prompts <laughs> are are sort of interview question themed, kind of, but they're a bit weird, of course, yeah, because it's Jackbox, and but the aesthetic is just this hilarious like. Like, 90s era PowerPoint slide garbage. Full of all the Office 95 word art you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny, especially uh, if, you know, you're our age and you have... Uh, Fond memories of the wavy blue overlap font. Uh, yes, the wavy blue overlap. <laughs> but as far as how the game works is each player is given prompts and they just... Fill it out with kind of whatever you want, but the catch is you have to use at least five words, and longer answers are better. The reason for this is that uh, with those words that you put in, other players get those words to try and make answers to other prompts that people vote on, and you're only limited to the words that are in other people's answers, as well as words that were in the the prompt originally so this it works well if people are being creative with their with their answering i i definitely like after the first round like okay i'm gonna try and like put in some as many like weird words that i can for other people to use in hilarious ways yeah it's it's a bit of a weird one uh but I think once you get your mind around like how to answer the prompts so that you can then use the answers, the words in those prompt answers, you know, to answer the interview questions, it's, it gets a bit, gets a bit better. Um, yeah. Like trying try to throw in a, like a proper noun into a question yeah. is, is, can, can make for some funny answers down the line. Yeah. It's, it's a fun one though, because you're very, very restricted when you're actually answering the questions that get you points. And sometimes the answers are, you know, funny because, you know, you have very limited palette to work with. Uh, but sometimes that palette can be too limiting. <laughs> yeah, the, there, there was one time where I'm just like, I could make something that would flow really hilariously from a comedy standpoint if I just had the word it, but I didn't. Oh, also punctuation. I, I I got I started throwing in punctuation like all my answers. I want people to be able to work with exclamation points and question marks. Yeah, so that's it's definitely it's it's a bit of a weird one that I think maybe it almost has a learning curve. Yeah. To like yeah. make to make that one fun, uh, but it's absolutely got a, a it, it's got a hands down like one of the most entertaining aesthetics. Yeah. Of of, of this series. There's motivational posters in the background that we swear are machine-generated. They seem machine-generated. Sometimes they're hilarious. Yeah. Other times they're just, like, weird. Just complete non-sequiturs. Yeah. Sometimes it's a non-sequitur that becomes quite funny, though. Mm-hmm. So the next one is uh, the pole line, which we talked about earlier. 
And uh, this one, this one's great. Yeah. I really, really like this one. The pole mine's really fun. It is. Uh, so basically, yeah, the pole mine, the whole concept of the pole mine is that uh, players kind of get asked to rank certain choices on uh, arbitrary metrics. Yep. Yeah. So like, w- one that we had that was, you know, a fairly normal one, maybe like uh, order which. Uh, parts of your body you wash first in the shower and so like that one there were there were some consensuses that we could come up with between yeah. us like, like there was a lot a, of people wash their hair first there was a yeah. general trend of top to bottom right yeah. which makes sense right because that's just a good way to clean anything but the, the details were hard to figure out and there was some um, uh you know confusion at a couple of the answers where yeah. we were just like, how how does someone wash that part before that part, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it brings up debate because you're, you're split into teams to try and uh, answer, you know, what's the most, what's the, like, the top three answers or what's the second through fourth best answer or at, for the last round, you rank them from worst, you try and figure them out from worst to... least responses to most responses so you have to talk it out with your teammates but and then there's also the aspect of trying to talk it out with your own team about what you voted for without giving too much away to the other team information is power in this game so because like if you know i voted for one thing like at the very top i don't want to reveal necessarily that i totally did that and give the other team that information that that's where i voted so you kind of have to talk around things a bit and sometimes the uh things that you're asked to rank are bananas oh yeah like (laughs) oh i think one of them we got asked to rank continents based on shape alone how well they would perform in a fight and which is just like what kind of what kind of question even is that first of all and then second of all, people have very different opinions on what that means. Yes. And, and, and third, third of all, all, the moon. Yes. There's only seven continents and this game always has eight answers. So they put in the moon. And that that like threw a complete wrench in the ointment because I put the moon as the very top. Because I think, <laughs> you know, circular thing, that's, that, that's going to do really well. It's such a strong defensive shape. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a continent. <laughs> Yeah, so some people rank that super high, some people rank that super low. And like, yep. I thought North was... America was a shit shape to have in a fight. I but thought I, no... but I North thought... America ended up being like second from the top. I thought North America was a great shape because it's got a lot of weapons on it, right? You got like, you know, Florida, boom. Alaska, boom, right? Newfoundland and Labrador. That's, it's sharp. Yeah. Mexico is like a dagger or something. <laughs> Anyway, so it's it, the pole mine's a really fun one, and uh, yeah, I think we were talking about Gespionage is kind of similar earlier, but the pole mine's just strictly better, honestly. Yeah, and it's you might like it. Kind of works both ways, kind of like something like role models, where if you know the people you're playing with very well, that could help. But I don't think that's a prerequisite, like no. for the other games. I think this one. Even though you're trying to like guess what uh, how other people rank things, 
like the fact that you're t that you have to talk it out with your team i think lessens that enough that you can play this with some people that you might not know super duper well and still have a great time yeah because, because you know the debate fuels that yeah for sure uh next on the list oh, there's they're so fucking smart they're so fucking smart drawful animate yes yeah, so it's amazing what a second frame can do for a game. Yeah, so Drawful is is amazing. And Drawful Animate is basically the same as the previous Drawful games, except now you have two frames instead of just a single static drawing. And I gotta say, it is incredible how much um, like communicative power you can get out of a single two-frame image versus a still image. Yeah. Like things like speed lines. If a picture a is worth two is worth a thousand words, drawful animate gives you two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then also it it gives you the ability to convey action way more powerfully. And they've they clearly understood this very well when they were uh, writing the prompts because they've got a lot of prompts that are really strongly uh, you know verb based. And you have you actually have to use the expressive power of a two frame animation mm -hmm. uh, in order to make people understand what your prompt was. Like I got one that was fish with bulging eyes, and if just a single prompt for that, chances are people are just gonna be like, "Wow, you suck at drawing eyes." But because I had two frames, I could make it very clear that my fish was going awooga. And so, like, a lot of people were actually able to answer that correctly. Yeah. So very, yeah, I very, think that was a very, good. I think that was a very uh, high percentage correct mm -hmm. on that one. You know, I, I had a drawing of a, a pumpkin that had been left out after Halloween for a month or three months or something like that. And so I drew a pumpkin that in the first frame I drew a normal like Halloween pumpkin. And in the second frame, I drew a sort of smushed collapsed pumpkin. And, you know, you, so you could convey, you know, the passage of time even in a two frame animation, which you would not be able to do very effectively in a single drawing. So I really, I really like Drawful Animate. It, it very good. And they've gone really wacky with the prompts again. Just over time, their writing team has just gotten so much experience just <laughs> writing zany prompts that are hard to distinguish from the joke answers that people put in sometimes. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll look at an answer and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. I want to give it a like. And then it's just the actual prompt. <laughs> totally. And you you also get to draw... Uh, uh, in Drawful, you draw, you know, your little avatar of who you are. And to draw full animate, you can draw the two-frame animation of it. Yep. Opens up so much more com comedic yep. possibilities for yeah. representing yourself. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, amazing drawful game. The first drawful game to add 100% more value into the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You get to draw more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, this game now... The pack, the Jackbox Party Pack Eight overall is a great pack, but yes. even a great pack has some has, some has a misfire, and the misfire is the wheel of enormous enormous proportions. The wheel of enormous proportions. Oh I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was really excited to play this after seeing the trailer, 
and then I played it, and it was, it was a very disappointing. Steaming piece of poo. Like it's it's got it's got trivia, and the trivia part of it I think is pretty good. Where it asks you, like, how many of these things are like correct, basically. So it throws a bunch of answers there, and there's a couple like pretty funny joke answers in there that they put, and so you have to you know suss out. Okay, like. I think one of them was like, which of these are, like, organs or something yeah, like that? yeah. It had a question: which of the following oh, which, are are uh, part of part of the whatever system? Uh, like one of the voice is like the limbic yeah, system. Yeah, endocrine. The, no, endocrine system. Endocrine system. Endocrine yeah, system. which of the following organs are part of the endocrine system? Was was a question that I got almost perfect. Well, yeah, you're not, not, all, not all of us know how the human body works. <laughs> I, I got mostly wrong. <laughs> and so, like, that part of it, it, it's fine, but it it takes kind of a while, and then you just get to this, like, part where you're just spinning a wheel over and over again, and that part also takes way too long, and that's how you get points. And how well you do on the trivia is how many spaces on the wheel you get to take up. And it's just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, the wheel, the wheel portion is very tedious. And it's, I, I mean, I, I, I know that there are, there are wheel-based games that, okay, Wheel of Fortune is an interesting concept, right? And as a game show, I think it works great. Uh, but the Wheel of Enormous Proportions, you know, it, it just doesn't work. Like yeah. the wheel part is unrelated. It's 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 almost unrelated to the trivia. It, 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 like that's the way it feels. Yeah, and it also feels completely unrealized. Like you, it, it's just spinning a wheel, and you get points. But as we kind of established, like very early on, in a lot of these games, the points don't matter all that much. Yeah, yeah. like for that one, like. I think I won one of the rounds, and I was like, "Okay, I didn't give a shit." Yeah, even to the even to the extent that getting a lot of points in a Jackbox game matters because you win. The wheel of enormous proportions is so random; it doesn't make you feel like winning matter was even your your fault. Yeah, like I I didn't do the best in the trivia portion. Yeah, uh, like I, there was, I, I'm just extremely lucky. Like there was one of the rounds where I absolutely demolished the trivia. And I, I guess I did okay in points, but not, I didn't win. I didn't do that great. Like it was random and it kept missing me. Yep. Even though I had probably, I had half the wheel. Like I literally owned half the wheel because I crushed trivia so bad. So, you know, so strongly. And then it like landed on me almost, I'm not even sure if it landed on me once that, that (laughs) it was, it was one of the games that gave me the biggest feeling that. Especially during the spinning proportion, like this shit could be rigged, like yeah. Well, also yeah. the spinning. Also, I'll say this: most of the phone-based uh, interaction is actually quite well done. But for some reason, the wheel spinning thing was that it's just not satisfying to spin the wheel either. Like the spinning, like the the animation on your phone as you're trying to drag the wheel to spin it. It's it doesn't work very well. Yeah. So and the like, one part of spinning the wheel that's actually fun dragging it on your phone is is poorly implemented 
and I have like all sorts of haptics enabled on my phone and nothing, nothing doing. Yep. Yeah. So that one wasn't too great. But... The wheel of enormous disappointment. Yeah. Um, now, the one that I thought was actually really interesting, probably the most interesting uh, game in this pack to me, uh, was Weapons Drawn. And this is a murder mystery. Uh, really, really stripped down murder mystery. And honestly, it's really fun. So, because it's also a drawing game. And basically, the, the, the idea is that uh, you have a calling card, and the calling card is a letter from your name. So having having the name as actually matters in this particular game, and then one of the letters in your name gets picked, and you have to put that into a drawing of a murder weapon. And then later, when you murder someone, uh, and you have to guess who brought a uh, a particular because you 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 draw murder weapons and then you invite guests and so you have to uh, you have to guess who invited the guest to murder them and then you after the guests are murdered uh, everyone ha everyone gets to see how what weapon was used to murder the guests and yep. then but you had to put a letter of your name into the drawing of the murder weapon. And so the, it's sort of this like it's it's interesting, and so people and you can obviously put extra extra things into that into that drawing, so it looks like different letters are in there, and so it's 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 a fun one. I like it. Yeah, and I, I, we played once where the first time we played it, we didn't really know what the game was, so we just yeah. put in like funny names like we usually do. And then the second time we put our actual names, and I think putting in our actual names sucks some of the fun out of it. Like as long as you don't metagame it by just putting a name that's just the first, like the twelve most used letters of the alphabet, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, you could also put in you could put in random crap that will will either help or really screw you over. Yeah, depending like, on what everybody else does. Because when we put in our real name, we had five people. And all of us had the letter A in our names. And one person's calling card was A. So we literally could not pinpoint that person if we tried. Yeah. So, yeah. I think yeah. If, to the viewers out there, if you're going to play this, come up with some wacky-ass names. I think it yeah. makes the game more fun. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that the game, wacky names are good. And I think probably longer. Names with weirder characters are, are probably... Weirder characters, maybe... Maybe names that aren't too too long. Like, you don't again. You don't want to just like have something that's just way too many <laughs> unique letters, so that you can just de yeah deflect blame all the time. I suppose that's true. Just don't think too hard about it. Make a funny name. Have yeah. some fun with this one because it's pretty fun. Yeah. So anyway, that's the Jackbox. That's our overview of the Jackbox series. Uh, a lot of really fun ones. Mm-hmm. For sure. Jackbox produces a fair amount of quality, and what you'll find is that they tend to bring that quality with them to the new party packs that they release. They'll make improvements on the ones that work well, and they'll, they're will they always willing to experiment and, and throw together some wacky ideas. Yeah, so, totally. 
yeah, hopefully our, our guide points you to, uh, you know, maybe your favorites are different than ours, but uh, we hope that you're able to find the types of games that you uh, As long enjoy. as you don't like Joke Boat. <laughs> Fuck Joke Boat. Fuck Joke Boat. Wow. Uh, one, one other thing to note is that uh, if you want the latest version of Drawful that's not Drawful Animate, uh, Drawful 2 actually wasn't in any of the party packs. That's like the one weird omission. Oh yeah, it was, so it was it's, sold it's, separately. It's out there standalone. Yeah, I mean, Drawful 2 is so fun, it's worth buying on its own. Yeah, because like, the f- the first Drawful only has one color. The second Drawful has two colors. Drawful Animate has three colors. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. And Can't le- wait for four colors in the next Drawful. And let me tell you, the, the addition of the extra color is like, makes you able to make some much, much funnier drawings. Yeah. Also, one thing that we didn't bring up about Drawful, there's no undo button. That will hurt and, and help you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because sometimes you'll, you'll mess up because, again, you're drawing on a touch screen. So. It can get tricky. Yeah, you can definitely get into situations where, oh, I did not mean for that. Like, oh, that circle is not a circle. <laughs> and, yeah. Good shit. Yeah, if you're, if you're anything like me, uh, you'll develop a reputation as the guy who draws terrible drawings. <laughs> How did you draw so badly? Yeah, well, uh, if you've listened to this podcast and you've played a bunch of these Jackbox games, uh, you can let us know uh, which ones are your favorites and why. At AngrySunZone at Outlook.com or send us a DM on Twitter at AngrySunZone. I don't know if you'd like to see us stream some Jackbox games, give us a shout. Maybe we'll uh, look into that. And we'll rope you into being the audience. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you guys had a great time today listening to this overview of the Jackbox series. And we'll see you next, next time. Whatever the next time is. Yeah, I was gonna. I I was about to say next week, and I, no. Yes, we are a semi semi regular podcast. Semi semi regular, sometimes weekly, sometimes not. Release date on arbitrary days of the week. Release date on days ending in Y. Yeah. <laughs>